4: Welcome in, podcast listeners. Monday edition of the show. Just FYI, this is the non-Game of Thrones edition. If you want our reaction to Game of Thrones on Outkick, it's on the best of. This is our sports reaction to the weekend that was, the PGA Championship, the NBA, and the NHL. Everything in the world of sports is here. If you want Game of Thrones, it's the best of podcast. With that in mind, we're off and running now. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. We have got a lot to get to here on this Monday edition of Outkick the Coverage. Uh, let's start with uh, all of the sporting news that took place last night. And then we are going to be talking an hour two quite a bit about Game of Thrones. The series finale is officially over for all of you who love Game of Thrones. It's a bittersweet day. For all of you who hate Game of Thrones, it is a sweet day because at least for the next several years, there will be no Game of Thrones discussions uh, to be had anywhere. But last night, biggest event was, I would say, the Toronto Raptors finding a way to win in uh, overtime, double overtime as it were, against the Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA, and probably yours truly and a lot of other people who like basketball. Desperately needed at least one of these uh, series coming down the stretch to be somewhat interesting, and it appears maybe possibly we're going to get that in the Eastern Conference, although the Bucks still have a very good chance tomorrow of stealing Game 4 and setting up a uh, relatively easy win in five games. Uh, the Golden State Warriors on, I guess it was Saturday night, right? Saturday night effectively ended their series against the Portland Trailblazers. Steph went off again. Draymond Green was scintillating, and the Warriors are one game away from their sweep. I think the Warriors will close it out tonight. I know that the Trailblazers have a great deal of pride, but if you look at the way they've collapsed down the stretch in the second half in games two and three, it's hard to believe that they're going to show up and win game four. Now, maybe they will, the Trailblazers, that is. And if they do, I still feel like probably most of you that the Warriors would go back home and win game five. So effectively, this series is over, and there uh, is uh, no reason to really think about anything surrounding the the Portland Trailblazers and their quest here other than they just weren't, any kind of match for the Trailblazers, for the Warriors, even without Kevin Durant. For the Warriors, they are poised to advance to their fifth straight final and to potentially win their fourth final in five years. They will now have basically a full week, assuming they win tonight, full week and change. I think it's nine days until they would be back on the court to play uh, in the NBA Finals. And if Kevin Durant is not able to heal with nine full days off between now and the start of the NBA Finals, then he had a really, really significant injury, uh, much more significant than we were told to his calf muscle. So we'll see. Now, the other question is, to the Warriors, does it really even matter if Kevin Durant comes back? Because the way the Warriors have played since they lost Kevin Durant, uh, they were dominant in in Game 1, uh, of this series, they found ways to win Game Two and Three, going away, and uh, ultimately also obviously got the win on the road in Game Six at the Rockets. They have won four straight since Kevin Durant was injured, and really kind of taken control of Game Five in what was a toss-up game against the Rockets. So the Warriors have been a juggernaut, really. Uh, Steph Curry has taken his game to an entirely different level and looked like one of the best players in the history of the NBA ever since Kevin Durant was injured. Now, uh, maybe that will change against probably the Bucks, although the Raptors may have something to say for it before all is said and done. Uh, and uh, and maybe there's some uncertainty about who will emerge from the East. But it's hard to watch the Warriors right now, especially with the possibility of Kevin Durant coming back at least for some of the games and not think that they're going to win their fourth title in five years. Uh, in the uh, world of hockey, we have the uh, St. Louis Blues winning back to back games, including an impressive victory in game five after they were cheated away from a win in game four, right? No, game, what, what was that? What, what, what game was that that they got cheated in? Game three, I guess, right? Uh, so they are now up 3 2. They are coming back home with a chance to close out that series in advance to play against the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. You had Deontay Wilder with a violent and uh, Mike Tyson-esque first-round knockout of his opponent. Uh, maybe the sport of boxing finally has the heavyweight superhero that they have been looking for for a long time. Uh, you had Brooks Kepka, A couple of stats for you on Brooks Kepka and how incredible his performance was wire-to-wire wire in his win. Uh, this is from the PGA TOUR's own Twitter account. Uh, Brooks Kepka now with four wins in his last eight major starts. He's the first to defend the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. This is his fifth wire-to-wire PGA Championship winner. Uh, he's had the most leads and co-leads after any round in the major since 2016. He's the 11th person to win four majors before the age of 30. He's now second in the FedEx Cup. And uh, this uh, this stat uh, going into Sunday, he was, and I guess he finished whatever, he dropped several strokes and did not actually play that well uh, on Sunday. But Kepka is, I believe, 63 under par in majors since the 2016 PGA Championship began. That is 22 shots better than any other player during that time span. So, I mean, that, that's a pretty wild to think about how dominant Brooks Kepka has been compared to everybody else. Huge win uh, for Kepka, his fourth major in eight years. And again, he's only 29 years old. It's an incredible series of victories that he has put together. And uh, then finally, we also got the Game of Thrones finale. As I said, all of that was going on. As we rolled into uh, into and through the weekend last night, I want to go ahead and bring in the crew. We're going to talk um, a little bit different. I've got my guy Lance Taylor coming on with us today uh, on Monday, and my guy Chad Withrow coming on with us today on Friday. Um, I am headed down to the beach. I'll be out on Friday. Show Jason Martin will be in for you. Uh, so uh, our usual Friday guest, I'm bringing in on Monday. Uh, So that is where we are going on the roadmap. But I put up a poll question immediately after Game of Thrones ended. And I said, uh, what would you guys rate? Like, what letter grade would you give the Game of Thrones finale? And I'm pulling it up right now. I put that up last night right as I went to bed. And let's see, 30,000 of you voted last night on my Twitter feed. You can find my Twitter feed at Clay Travis. 9% of you gave the series finale an A. 9% 9% loved it, 19% gave it a B, 27% gave it a C, and but 45% of you gave it a D or an F. I will say, one of the challenges in general with giving a series finale a grade, at least for me, is that the Game of Thrones spoilers were out there and the spoilers were 100% right. In other words, the ending of this show leaked. The fact that you knew Bran was going to be sitting on the Iron Throne, that Jon was going to kill Daenerys, all of it was correct. Uh, All of the details laid out flawlessly on the internet in advance and that's one of the challenges probably with doing a week-to-week show and why I think it's possible this is the last week-to-week show we will watch in uh in in you know sort of congruence with everybody all together and one of the challenges is because of spoilers like this I think it's almost impossible to keep everyone from being exposed to what the solution is to this show before it was over but what letter grade would you give it Danny G?
1: Well visually it was pretty amazing all season but storyline wise writing was pretty lazy in my opinion, which I'm sure we'll get into the details of that next hour. So I'm gonna give it a solid C. A
4: C for you, um, Eddie Garcia. First of all, tell me uh, what our hockey update should have been, as opposed to what I said, which was the the Blues basically whipped the uh, San Jose Sharks. Maybe also in addition, you're you're not watching uh, Game of Thrones, but I want to get your verdict on this. Um, is the uh, is are at this point in time? Given what has been done for the San Jose Sharks, do you expect a crazy refereeing uh, situation that allows the Sharks to avoid elimination yet again in Game 6?
0: I do not, and I would be willing to bet that the referees that are involved uh, through the rest of the series have probably in the back of their minds thought, you know what, if there's anything close to for the sharks, we're going to let it go. They've gotten a lot of calls. I mean, I know they would never admit that, but I think just human nature. There's been so much talk about how many breaks they've gotten that something's really going to have to happen for them to get a major penalty called and you know something like or or a power play at a key moment.
4: Do you um do you like having heard what people talk about with Game of Thrones? I know you haven't watched it. Are you still probable that you will put together and watch the whole series at some point in time?
0: I think so, and I was also thinking about this, you know, like the Sopranos did not have a good finale, Seinfeld did not have a good, you know, finale, so it's not, you know, I mean, it's disappointing, I'm sure for a lot of people, especially in the moment, but I don't think it it should take away from what what I certainly have perceived as being an overall great series, so I don't think going back and watching, you know, the bulk of the series at some point is not, is, I'm still going to enjoy it, I would think.
4: I think the challenge is, in general, the whole last season was really bad. I mean, I, I think unless you're just a die in the wool Game of Thrones can do nothing wrong, super fan, if you're being somewhat objective about it, the entire last season was not good. And, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge, is it's not just the finale. It's that the final six episodes, which had such buildup, did not in any way fulfill that buildup, in my opinion. Uh, what about you, Roberto? What verdict? What letter grade would you give the final season of Game of Thrones?
1: I will give it a D, and, and I heard something. I don't know if it's true not, but that the producers had the option of having up to, I believe it was up to nine episodes, but they chose to have only six. So that's like, if I don't know if that's true or not, but if that's true, that's that's lazy in my eyes. I think, and I think it could have been the season could have been better because of it.
4: I don't think there's any doubt that. Uh, and look, it's possible that they were burned out. By the way, Dub is here. Evidently, Dub, where did you land?
5: About thirty minutes ago.
4: So your flight. So you went to uh, the PGA Championship. So let's start there. What was the uh, What was the vibe like at the PGA Championship?
5: I mean, it was absolutely on fire. It, it did. It was a little disappointing though because I was got there on Saturday and Tiger obviously missed the cut. But uh, Brooks Kepka, I mean, that guy is just unbelievable. And and the people were out and about and partying at the golf course.
4: So it was kind of a foregone conclusion. I know Brooks made it a little bit of an exciting conclusion, and Dustin Johnson got to within one stroke. But by and large, the the golf course, especially on Saturday, was kind of convinced that for much of Sunday, that kept, get kept, kind of had this thing uh, locked up. But so it was a good vibe there. And then you're trying to fly back. And what happened with your flight?
5: So I was scheduled to leave out of Newark at 1030 Eastern time.
4: All right, so you already had a late flight.
5: Yeah, it was already late, but then it kept getting delayed. I kept getting email notifications about it would get p- pushed back 30 to 45 minutes about every 30 minutes. And then finally at about uh, about one thirty, me and my roommate, we finally made our way to the airport, and we finally left at uh, about 3.30 in the morning.
4: You took off at 3.30 in the morning from New York City?
5: Eastern time, yeah, and then landed here at 4.30 Central.
4: Oh, my God. Well, I can't believe you actually came to work, so uh, congratulations on that. But what did that, what, was the airplane full?
5: There was 31 passengers on my flight.
4: Uh, I was going to say, there had to be, and everybody pretty much is a zombie when you land at 4.30 in the morning, right?
5: Yeah, the only positive, I did get my own row, which is nice, which usually does not happen.
4: Did you lay down and take a nap on the flight?
5: Yeah, I woke up in the middle seat uh, with my legs in the aisle. <laughs>
4: Uh, all right, so uh, what letter grade did you say you would give Game of Thrones? I can't remember. Did you answer yet?
5: I haven't answered yet. I would say the final episode was a D. I mean, I was so disappointed. I really was. I, I was sitting in my friend's apartment in Brooklyn, just shaking my head at just about every single scene.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of discomfort and, uh, and 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 unhappiness associated with this final episode. All right, in hour two, we'll open up the phone lines and let you guys weigh in. But up next, uh, we've got my guy, lance taylor at the lance taylor we'll see what he thinks tonight about the uh, warriors trailblazers game is that series officially over how would he break down and set up who would be favored in either the uh, warriors against the bucks or the uh, toronto raptors what do we think there this is outkick the coverage with clay travis Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And they're so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-L-A-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. Make sure you make the smartest way to hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is a confident show. Usually he joins us on Friday, but I'm bringing him in today. Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, did you uh, abandon the Raptors and the uh, tr- uh, the Bucks series? I flipped over and just flipped away from the Raptors and the Bucks game to watch Game of Thrones even though it was a close game and uh, I bet a lot of you listening did as well. LT is that the move you made?
6: Uh, You know sadly I've got one of these setups uh, where I've got the multiple TVs so I had um, Game 3 top left and Game of Thrones big TV.
2: What? But I'll tell you what
6: Game 3 was so much better than the series finale of Game of Thrones. Not even close.
4: Uh, You've been on a roll what do you think happens tonight in the Warriors' trailblazers? Have the Warriors stolen the Trailblazer soul? Is this thing over?
6: Uh, it's over. I mean, with a 3-0 lead, I mean, we kind of know the numbers. 135-0 one hundred all-time for teams that take a 3-0 lead. And, you know, a lot of those 83 of the 135 uh, have been a sweep. So now you go from Portland being a slight two-point favorite in game three to Golden State being a three-and-a-half-point favorite without Kevin Durant. Ah, uh, Damian Lillard has just been bad this series. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he just he just hadn't shown up, and you know now we're talking about a rib injury, and you know I lean this thing's a clean sweep. I'm I'm glad that we saw Toronto get Game Three last night because if Milwaukee would would have won that game in double overtime, we could have had two sweeps here. But yeah, I mean I don't know if Golden State's going to cover the three and a half right now. I haven't really dove into the game but I think Golden State probably does win and I think this thing's probably over. Okay, so assume that that's over at worst in game 5 for the
4: Western Conference and maybe well uh it could well end tonight in game 4. What do you think's going to happen now with the Bucks and the Raptors? Do the Raptors have a chance in this series or do you still like the Bucks?
6: Yeah, I still like the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks and bounce back I think after a loss this year are 20 and 1. I mean, you know, it's just a team that kind of I don't know how they've been under the radar when you've got, you know, the MVP and Anthony Kupo and then you've got the best record in, in basketball and they were ten and one of the postseason going into last night and, you know, they didn't play well at all. I mean Giannis and Chris Middleton were a combined eight of thirty two. They had twenty turnovers and still had every opportunity to win that game on the road. Um, Kawhi Leonard is playing out of his mind right now and, you know, I think this thing could ultimately go six or seven. Milwaukee's not losing this series. And I think we're going to see Milwaukee and Golden State and the way Milwaukee defends and with Giannis. Um, I think they're going to have an opportunity, especially if Durant doesn't come back. So I think we'll get a great finals. Um, I just don't think these, these conference finals are any good. Good
4: stuff as always, LT. We will uh, talk to you next week. See you, Clay. We'll dive into that question. Is the uh, two series, are the two series, Eastern and Western Conference in the NBA, officially done next Monday edition on Fox Sports Radio.
3: near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerackcom the way tire buying should be
4: Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. By the way, we had uh, Brooks Capco win his fourth major in the last eight. He is playing out of his mind, notwithstanding the fact that he was very mediocre on Sunday. He had such a huge lead. I felt like he was playing it safe, trying to avoid uh, getting in trouble. And so, as a result, he shot much worse than he had on any other day. But he wins by a couple of strokes, uh, even though he went four over par and uh, still wins by two strokes. And he was asked about his performance after the round. And this is what Kepka had to say.
5: I'm just glad we didn't have to play any more holes. Uh, that, was, that was a stressful round of golf. It was, um, that win was up. Uh, DJ played awesome. Um, congrats to him. You know, he put the pressure on, but uh, I'm glad to have this thing back in my hands. How would you summarize this run that you're on? <laughs> Phenomenal think that's a good word yeah I mean it's it's been a hell of a run um it's been fun I'm trying trying not to let it stop it's uh it's super enjoyable and and just try to ride that momentum four of eight I like the way that sounds
4: four out of eight indeed um and uh Dub you were there on Saturday at the uh, at the PGA what would you said the vibe was pretty awesome even without Tiger everybody else I mean what uh, What is the reaction on the golf course itself to Brooks Kepka? Because I think a lot of people uh, feel like Kepka is kind of a uh, enigma, right? He doesn't really provoke great emotions one way or the other. And as a result, it doesn't seem like there's that much enthusiasm surrounding him one way or the other. Did you pick up on that on the golf course? Or is his dominance, even without much showmanship, starting to pick up a lot of, uh, of fans?
5: I think, personally that the fans out there didn't really have a choice. I mean, they were just kind of behind his back once he was up that much. And, I mean, the guy, he looks like a tight end. I mean, he hits the ball 340 yards. He really is just incredible. And the crowd was really getting behind him uh, when I was there and then also on Sunday.
4: I mean, I, I think this is a uh, an, an interesting question because if you look at golf, you had Tiger and Phil, who I feel like if you watched golf, everybody had a rooting interest one way or the other. And then you have, since Tiger and Phil left, really had this void. Because whether it's Jordan Spieth, whether it's Rory McIlroy, whether it's whoever has stepped into that equation, Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, there have been a lot of guys who have been sort of really accomplished, right? I mean, especially if you go with Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth, that haven't quite caught the same level of attention. And I'm not sure why that is, but Brooks uh, uh several steps below the Jordan Spieth and Rory McElroy reaction, and both McElroy and Spieth were quite a bit behind where we were with Tiger and Phil. And I almost feel like we need a WWE-style manufactured feud. Dustin Johnson's the best player in the world, but he's only won one major. And all these guys seem to get along so well, I don't really get the sense that, that they care. Right, I mean, they're all making millions of dollars. They all got a pretty good life. It doesn't seem like there's really anybody who dislikes anybody else. And so there's not a lot of drama associated with the tour right now. Um, And there may not be a lot of dramas uh, associated with the NBA either. Let's go around the horn quickly here, guys. I believe the Warriors are going to close it out with a sweep tonight. What have you got, Danny G.?
1: I hope that Portland shows a lot of heart and at least gets this one W. But what do you think's going to happen? I think that they'll suck it up, and ribs or no rib injury, I think Damian Lillard finally shows up tonight.
4: What about you, Eddie Garcia? What happens tonight, game four? the Warriors get the sweep?
0: No, I don't think so. I think Portland gets one win, and then it's, it's over in, in game number five.
4: Roberto? That's a sweep. Done. Players are
0: done.
5: Sweep.
4: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be a sweep. All right, load up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. All right, final hour of the Monday edition. We'll dive back into the NBA, NHL, and the PGA on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, I watched Saturday night's game between the Warriors and the Trailblazers, expecting for the Trailblazers to find a way to win, because I just didn't think they would go out losing in four straight or losing in five, as seems to be the case now. I watched three quarters of the Raptors game last night. And then when Game of Thrones started, I flipped it over instead of watching the end of Raptors-Bucks, so I missed the double overtime. But I just don't feel very engaged or wrapped into the NBA playoffs in general since the Rockets and the Warriors series ended. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and the Warriors are not going to win the championship, but I feel like the Warriors are going to win the title. I feel like they're going to win tonight sit out for nine days, because that's how long I think it takes, right? The NBA Finals is not scheduled to start until Thursday before uh, Memorial Day. One of you guys can confirm that I'm correct in that. And even in this series between the Bucks and the Raptors, I feel like the Bucks are going to win it. And I don't feel a great deal of drama associated with this series either. And that's despite the fact that, trust me, I would much rather there be some really good basketball series going on between now and then because I've got this show to do. And trust me, there's a moment when the NBA Finals end and the Stanley Cup Finals end and we still have that long season of nothing going on. That's when all the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debates get brought up for like 100 straight days on ESPN and FS1 on the shows where they debate Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, they're like, well, we got to debate this now for 100 straight days because there's not very much going on in the world of sports. So I root for a really entertaining Eastern and Western Conference NBA Finals. I root for something going on in the Stanley Cup that gives us uh, something to talk about, but I just really don't feel like there's very much drama in the NBA playoffs so far. Now maybe if we get that Bucks-Warriors series, which I think we're going to get, Maybe it'll be a great series. Maybe it'll go six or seven games and we'll have uncertainty as to who's going to win. But right now, I feel like the Warriors are going to win their fourth title in five years, even if they don't get Kevin Durant back. And I think that's an overall flaw of the NBA season that I don't feel like there's very much drama associated there. In the NHL, you had one sweep and the Boston Bruins have had their skates kicked up for a long time waiting to see who they're going to play. And maybe the St. Louis Blues are going to be able to close this thing out in six at home. We'll see whether or not that ends up happening. But in general, there wasn't a lot of drama there. There wasn't a lot of drama in the PGA Championship either. Brooks Kepka had a massive lead going into the weekend. He almost choked it all away by shooting a four, 74, a plus four. By far, his worst performance. He was just plus four I think right for the weekend in general he won this thing on Thursday and Friday and there wasn't a lot of drama associated with the PGA championship and then Game of Thrones goes and completely puts forward a disaster our poll question that is out there right now uh, is how would you rate the Game of Thrones finale and we allowed everybody to vote as we always do in all of our polls And right now, they're just shy of 33,000 of you who have voted. And the vast majority, substantial majority, given the fact that there's four options, 45% of you said the Game of Thrones finale was a D or an F. 27% of you said it was a C. So that means fully 72% of the audience thought that the Game of Thrones finale was at best average. The majority of that group below average. Just 9% of people said it was an A. So not a lot of excitement out there in the way that Game of Thrones ended. Am I alone in not feeling a lot of excitement for the NBA in the way this thing is shaking out in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference? Let me just ask this question of the crew. I'll bring you guys in. Does anybody think the Raptors – I'm not even going to ask. Everybody, I think, assumes and believes the Warriors are going to win. I don't think anybody's going to be crazy enough to say the Warriors are going to lose four straight to the Portland Trailblazers. But is there anybody who actually believes that the Raptors are going to win this series? Because I don't. I think that the Bucs are going to win it probably in five games. I think the Bucks will come back and win game four, go up 3-1, Close it out at home in five. Is there anybody who buys into the Raptors as the winners of this series?
1: It seems like Kawhi has a hurt leg. Five minutes into that game, he was limping and it bothered him throughout the whole game. He couldn't get the lift on the shots, especially if he's injured. The Bucks just seem like a better team overall. And you're right about the NBA playoffs in general. The most exciting thing I saw in the sports world over the weekend was Deontay Wilder's knockout punch.
4: Yeah, that was pretty wild. And maybe finally, there's a heavyweight, American-born heavyweight, which I think matters a great deal, that people are going to care about, maybe. I know boxing is down on the flow chart, but that was Mike Tyson-esque, the way he knocked out his opponent in the first round in such a violent fashion, particularly after Deontay Wilder said you know, he wouldn't mind killing him <laughs> in the ring, uh, which, was, uh, which was pretty wild in and of itself to follow it up and knock him out like that. Uh, I, I think was uh, was pretty shocking. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a moment that I think if you were watching boxing or you're a fan of boxing, it's probably the best moment of the weekend in terms of the weekend that was in sports. Well, I mean, there's a lot of NBA. I'm an NBA fan. Dub, you're an NBA fan. Do you feel like this, this postseason right now is just... I kind of feel like it's going through the motions.
5: I mean, I totally agree. I'd be shocked if this Eastern Conference Finals reaches seven games. I think I agree with you. It's either five or six. And with the Kawhi injury, he d- I think Danny G is absolutely right. He he did not look the same after he kind of limped up there for a little bit. So that'll be something to keep your eye on because if he's hurt, this is over in five.
4: Eddie Garcia, even for hockey, which I know every year they sell on, hey, anything could happen. You have to make sure that you don't miss anything. The series all started off with a lot of excitement. The game sevens, it seemed like there was a uh, a substantial measure of uncertainty, but as these series have progressed, it's like the overall interestingness of the of the hockey series have declined. Is that a fair approximation of how the series have gone?
0: Well, I think Boston dominating that series against Carolina uh, certainly wasn't what a lot of fans were hoping for. Um, although they thought Boston was probably the better team who would win the series, but that. That thing ended really quickly, as obviously as quickly as you can in four games. I think the I think the Sharks Blue series has been very intriguing, but but the yeah in the East that was uh, that was that was nothing. That was nothing to write home. What about
4: the NBA? Or do you find yourself really caring about any of these? I mean, look the the Warriors have gotten it done, and it has been intriguing, and their games have been fun to watch. I'm not saying they haven't been fun to watch, but once they won Game Two. It's like, okay, this series is over. I don't really need to invest in whether or not any individual half or any individual quarter, like what happens from a performance basis. And then you go out and you win game three and you effectively shut the door and eliminate any any doubt. I will watch game four tonight, but I'm not sure I'll stay up for it. Right? I mean, if game four was 2-1, I would have stayed up because I'd be like, okay, maybe the Trailblazers can tie it up at two apiece. I think I'll probably just go to sleep. Because if the Warriors win, so be it. If they lose, then I totally assume that they're going to come back in Game 5, which will be played on Wednesday, and win that one. So I don't feel like there's any suspense at all associated with that game. And obviously, I was up late last night working on Game of Thrones, and I've been staying up late watching all these games. But I, I don't feel like there's any great measure of drama.
0: I, I, I think the Kevin Durant injury at, at initially, I think, maybe gave some people pause as far as, hmm, this could maybe make it an interesting series, but that's gone out the window.
4: I think the Warriors have been more fun to watch without Kevin Durant. They play a different brand of basketball. I'm not saying the series has not been entertaining. I'm just saying usually the reason why you watch something in sports is because you're not sure who's going to win. And I think once they came back in Game 2 – and got the win over the Trailblazers, it was pretty clear who was going to win. And frankly, I don't know how you can watch the Trailblazers and think anything other than, one, we know Damian Lillard is not healthy now, but two, they just don't have the horses. C.J. McCollum hasn't played particularly well. Certainly, he was awful down the stretch in Game 2, and I feel like the Trailblazers were ecstatic to win Game 7 and advance to the Western Conference Finals and the result that we've gotten here has not been very entertaining. I mean, the Warriors have won seven straight playoff games, I believe is the number, now against the Portland Trailblazers, and it might even be more than seven. And there's just been no suspense at all. And even in the Raptors' double overtime win, I didn't think the Bucks played very well. And the Bucs now, if I'm not mistaken, are 10-2 and in the postseason. They've lost two games throughout and this one was a double overtime loss I feel pretty good about the Bucks coming back and winning game four and going back home to Milwaukee up 3-1 now maybe we're going to get a great NBA finals maybe the matchup between the Bucks and the Warriors is going to be incredible and I hope it will but we're going to have to sit around for a week and wait for that to happen it's crazy to me if the Warriors win tonight they will then have all the way till Thursday of next week off So they can close out the series and then have, whatever the math is, nine or ten days to just sit around and wait to play another basketball game. And I don't know how you stay in great shape by sitting out for nine or ten days, but I would imagine that theoretically, if Kevin Durant can't come back after nine or ten days off, he's probably not going to play in the series. Because at that point in time, he will have had a substantial amount of time to recover from an injury that at least initially the Warriors didn't think was very severe. Roberto, you have any faith at all in the Raptors?
1: Uh, No. I think the series is over in five at the most. And uh, the playoffs, I always look forward to watching the NBA playoffs, but you're right, these playoffs have been dull and boring for the most part.
4: Well, look, I mean, I root for really entertaining games because, again, I know how long it can feel to do a three-hour daily sports show in June, July, and August when there isn't a lot of news to talk about, by and large. There's about a two-month window in the American sporting calendar where there's not much that happens. And so I root for the NBA or the NHL to either one have or both have really entertaining conclusions to their season. And I feel like we're sputtering down the stretch in both Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Was thinking about uh, endings, right? And where the best endings come from and what they are in both sports and otherwise. Because I think most people found the Game of Thrones finale to be very unfulfilling. Um, in fact, 45% of you, notwithstanding Chad Withrow, just giving it a B plus, gave it a D or an F. And the best conclusion I've seen for sports, I was thinking about. Like, you know, the series finale, basically. The walk-off moment in the world of sports. I think there are three that come to mind. One of them wasn't the actual conclusion. I'll get to it in a minute. But I would say the three best conclusions I have seen in my life as a sports fan. Number one and two are, so far, I think, basically flawless. With John Elway and Peyton Manning. As athletes, both guys' final game in Super Bowls that they won to get to two-time Super Bowl winners. The last pass of Peyton Manning's career was a two-point conversion, I think, that was caught. And he won his second Super Bowl, and that's the best you can do riding off into the sunset, similarly with John Elway. I choose to pretend the Michael Jordan Wizards years never existed, And if I choose to pretend that that is the case, then Jordan's step-back jumper over Brian Russell, standing there even though he pushed off, holding his hand and posing, is the perfect ending to a career. Six titles in eight years, the final shot of your career, the game winner on the road against the Utah Jazz That's the way I choose to remember Michael Jordan's career ending instead of with the Washington Wizards years. Those are the three best sports endings that I can really think of for iconic sports figures. There are other guys who aren't as famous that have gone out in great ways, but that's the equivalent to me to a great series ending the best series ending of a great show I have ever seen is Breaking Bad. And it was far and away better than anything else that I've ever seen. I thought Game of Thrones went out like most great athletes go out as a shell of its former self, having held on for too long. I think that's the way Seinfeld went out. I think that is the way that very often, all too frequently, People don't stick the landing. They don't end up with that perfect moment, that iconic instant that will echo throughout history as the final moment that we saw you triumphing. John Elway and Peyton Manning pulled it off in the world of sports. Michael Jordan did if you don't consider the ending with the Washington Wizards. And I think Breaking Bad uniquely just about among all of the great television shows, has pulled it off. Game of Thrones couldn't. Game of Thrones was a first ballot Hall of Famer that played two years too long and left you with the memory that you wish you didn't have of Willie May stumbling around in the outfield as opposed to catching the ball over his shoulder and wheeling and gunning it back to the bases. We'll be back on Tuesday. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on the Monday edition OutKick, the coverage of the Warriors. Get it done or not, I think they will. We'll discuss game four of that series and exactly if they're able to do it, where Steph Curry ranks all time. That's tomorrow, Tuesday edition of OutKick on Fox Sports Radio.